I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. I would never have said that abandonment was a concern for me in my marriage. He was never going to leave me. He would never run off with another woman. And I knew that he would always be home in the evenings and on the weekends. You know, other people talked about the issue of abandonment. Some narcissists do run off. You know, they do have affairs and, and they leave you. They discard their victims simply to go get another one. And I knew this, but it didn't apply in my situation. So I really didn't think that abandonment was an issue for me. Until one day, I opened my eyes and realized I was wrong. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I was absolutely dealing with abandonment. He abandoned me within our very home every single day. He completely isolated himself constantly. He lost himself in video games and movies for hours on end. This was every evening after work, every morning when he got out of bed, every weekend, every holiday, every vacation, no matter where we were or who we were with. This happened whether we were alone, just the two of us, or at a social event with our friends and family. It didn't matter if we were on the Oregon coast visiting his own mother. He laid on the beach while I played with his kids, you know, our kids and his mom, and he played on his phone. It didn't matter if we were having Christmas activities with family members or if we were in Paris on a family vacation. This was on the beach in the hotel rooms, in the restaurants, even on a beautiful dinner cruise in downtown Paris on the Cyan River. He disappeared from a, a five-course meal. We were on this trip with, with our, you know, his family, my, my boys, and the four of us, and our friends that we were traveling with. And we went to the upper deck to see the sights. He had already disappeared. I didn't know where he had gone. But we went up to the upper deck to see the sights of Paris all lit up at night. Well, he was sitting in the corner of the boat playing games on his phone. He disengaged from our lives over and over, completely checking out. I'll give you a very specific story. Our 15-year-old son spent three weeks in France. He was visiting a foreign exchange student that we had gotten to know. And he stayed with their family and he got to do all this amazing stuff, you know. And, and I knew some of that because we had set up a texting app and so I'd been texting with him. Well, I was so excited to see him at the airport. I was so eager to hear about his stories. And when we picked him up at the airport, we actually learned that his luggage had missed the flight. So we had to wait an hour for his luggage to be delivered, you know, at the airport. We decided to just wait there and get it. So we found a quiet corner where we could sit down and chat. I, I wanted to hear all about his trip. So we found a place where we could sit down and he was eager to tell us. 
he started telling a little bit about the trip. Within the first five minutes of our son beginning to tell us about his excursions, my husband, his father, got up, pulled out his phone, and walked away. No explanation, no interaction, no comment. We did not see him for 45 minutes. You want to talk about abandonment? To this day, he has still never heard about all the exciting things that our son did on that trip. My son went on to tell me and his brother about jet skiing in the Mediterranean, visiting the Eiffel Tower, going to a bullfighting event, all of these wonderful things he got to do. He had never done anything like this in his life, but this was rejection and abandonment. And it happened so many times throughout the years. For a long time, I did not recognize it as abandonment. I only thought of people moving out and leaving their families. Physical abandonment. But he absolutely abandoned us day after day, over and over. All this time, though, he would tell me that he would never leave his family and, and how wonderful of a husband he was because I could always trust that, you know, he would always be home in the evenings. He would always be a part of our lives. And, and he would always tell me this. But this was emotional abandonment. And I'm going to tell you, that is incredibly painful. This daily abandonment was so emotionally damaging. So what is emotional abandonment? One way that it shows up is emotional neglect or emotional absence. You could even call it an emotional void. You know, you're trying to talk with them and... Um, you, you want their, their emotional validation while you're talking to them, but they won't give it to you. It's like you're talking to a void. You know, when you, when you talk to people, you want a head nod or you want a, uh, or, or smile, you want some interaction, but they don't give it to you. Like it's just an empty blank that you're talking to. They just sit there taking in information or you think they're taking in information. You're not even sure if they're taking in information. And so you start doubting in your mind because of the emotional absence. It's an emotional abandonment. They check out of the conversation or they just walk away like my husband did in the airport. No explanation, no comment. They just leave. You could be mid-sentence with them and they just walk away or they pick up their phone and start texting or turn on a game or they talk right through you like you don't even exist. This is abandonment. It's, it's, it's a lack of give. And it's infuriating. Now, I've talked about that before in these podcasts. And at the same time, though, this lack of give or this emotional abandonment, it's so hard to pinpoint. It's so hard to explain. And, and when you do try to explain it to someone, you feel petty and trivial. Well, let me ask you, have you ever tried to pick up a two-year-old child that did not want to be picked up? Have you ever done that? Like you, they're just two years old. You would think you could pick them up, but if they don't want to be picked up, this has become now incredibly difficult. Have you ever tried to help someone who didn't want to be helped? It's nearly impossible. Well, have you ever tried to talk with someone who doesn't want to be talked to? That's what you are living with. Have you ever tried to cooperate with somebody who didn't want to cooperate? I want to give you an experiment. You're going to need a friend for this experiment. So I want you to get your friend and you sit on the floor and then you ask your friend to help you up. You know, you reach up your hand to them and you ask them to help you up. 
when they reach down and pull you up, cooperate with them, you know, work with them a little bit. And as, as they pull you go with them, even if they are small, they are capable of helping you up off the floor. Now I want you to do it again. This time don't cooperate. In fact, make yourself heavy and limp. Even if they are larger than you, they're going to have a really tough time getting you up. They might not succeed at all. And in fact, be careful because you could end up pulling them down on top of you. This is what it is like with a covert narcissist. You get no support, no help, no cooperation, no validation, no give, no even emotional presence. You just get abandoned. I want you to think for a minute of how it feels to be abandoned. Have you ever been abandoned? What are your description words for these feelings? You know, let's say you have a very good friend and you've been friends for many years and you talk often. And then one day, all of a sudden, that friend stops talking to you. And they might even send you a text saying they don't want to talk to you anymore. Wow, talk about abandonment. So how do you feel? How would you describe that feeling? Lonely? Hurt? Sad? Maybe desperate to understand, you know, why? So confused? Maybe even a little bit bitter. What about when you're trying to talk to this covert narcissist in your life and they check out? They go blank. They leave. Instead of blank, maybe even you get gestures and, and snorts that clearly communicate that they want you to shut up. They're rolling their eyes or smirking or, you know, huffing and folding their arms and glaring at you. This is no different than your friend ending the friendship, except that your partner comes back later like it never happened and wants your loving attention. I guess that's the difference. Covert narcissists seem to have absolutely no emotional intelligence. The general consensus is they have no understanding of basic human emotion. And that's, you know, other people's emotions. But I don't even think they have it inside themselves, uh, understanding of their own emotions. They will continuously stomp all over your feelings and not show one ounce of care about it. They talk harshly and callously one minute and yet be confused as to why you don't want to hold their hand. Or why you don't want to go to bed with them the very next minute. Even when you try to explain it to them, that's when you're going to get that emotional abandonment. They're going to check out. They seem completely incapable of connecting the dots. In fact, just trying to talk with them about it can quickly start you on that never-ending downward spiral of a circular conversation. And again, the next day, it all just disappears. It's like it never even happened in the first place. They abandon you over and over and have no clue, no recognition, or if they do get it, they sure don't show that they do. And yet, don't you dare to abandon them. Then you'll hear all about it and how the victim, you know, how much of a victim they are. And that victim mode will kick into high gear. Another way that emotional abandonment shows up is by a complete lack of emotional safety. When you marry someone, you expect to be safe with this person. Of all the people in the world, this is the one person where I should be the safest. You know, safe to be me. Safe to let my guard down. Safe to learn and to grow. Safe to share my insecurities and weaknesses. Safe to make mistakes and safe to 
to not have to guard against mistakes. If I make a mistake, safe to reconcile. Not when you're with a covert narcissist. Let me ask you this. Do you feel safe? Do you feel safe to be yourself? Do you feel safe enough to let your guard down? Safe to share your insecurities? Safe to make mistakes? Safe to go to them and and try to reconcile? If you are answering no to these questions, then you are not emotionally safe with this person. This is emotional neglect and emotional abandonment. And it is incredibly damaging. A covert narcissist does not give you the benefit of the doubt. Even though they are your partner or your spouse even. They should be the ones that have your back more than anyone else. But they won't even give you the benefit of the doubt. If they can interpret what you have said or done as a personal attack on them in any way, and I assure you they are very capable of figuring out a way, then they will. And they will make you pay for it. They, they will teach you a lesson. They will, you know, well, I'm going to show you. You do that to me and I'm going to show you. That's their attitude, their mindset. You know, and then you call them out on it and they're like, well, you did that to me. Instead of trying to understand or even desiring to agree with what you are saying, they challenge every word that comes out of your mouth. Making you have to prove yourself. This is a person you should be safe with and you have to prove yourself. I'll give you an example. You know, if you say something like, hey, I've been eating healthier lately and I sure am feeling better. How do they respond? They might respond with, what are you talking about? I saw how you ate the other day. You know, that's just not true. Or they might say, don't you remember how bad you felt last week? You're not feeling better. They don't desire to to understand what you're saying. They don't desire to agree with you. They desire to disagree with you. You know, if this was a healthy person in a healthy conversation, they might say something like, wow, that's great. I'm glad for you. When did you start noticing a change in how you're feeling? What changes have you made in your diet? They want to understand. They might even say, you know, if you were feeling bad the other day, they might even say, hey, I I know you were feeling bad the other day. So does that mean you're better since then? Or was that just maybe a random off day? Tell me what, what you're going through. But a covert narcissist, they don't try to understand. They definitely don't try to understand in order to validate how you're feeling. And in fact, they might ask questions. They might come across as trying to understand, but they are trying to understand in order to further manipulate you. They try to understand in order to prove you wrong or to prove that they are right. This lack of emotional safety has a strong effect on you. You remember those feelings I listed earlier? Lonely, hurt, sad, desperate, confused, bitter. When you are living with emotional abandonment inside your own home from the one person who should be on your team more than anyone else, it is painful. You will feel it. You know, if your eyes are not open to it yet, like mine were not open to it for a long time. And I didn't think it was affecting me. You know, and if if that's where you are, I'm going to tell you right now, it absolutely is affecting you. Your heart knows Your body knows you're already suffering from abandonment and you don't even realize it. Your body stores these feelings of hurt and loneliness. You know, when my dog uh, that I have now, I have a a great dog. She's a German Shepherd mixed with Pyrenees and, and she's a fantastic dog. 
But when she was a, a puppy, when we first got her, I was still married to my husband. I was still in this marriage with my covert narcissistic husband. And he would absolutely terrify her, trying to subdue her or trying to control her with anger. If she got into the trash or chewed on something that she wasn't supposed to, whatever she'd done, he would yell at her. <coughs> Excuse me, I got allergies. He would yell at her with this authoritative anger. Well, she began reacting to him in anger. She was such a sweet little puppy, but she started baring her teeth to him, barking aggressively back. And this, of course, set him off even more. And it was actually becoming a bad situation. One day he cornered her in the living room. He was mad at her and he's trying to make her go to her crate. You know, we had a bed for her. And he's trying to make her go to that, but he's yelling at her. Well, she's afraid. And so she's getting aggressive back to him. And I thought, here it is. This is the day. She's going to bite him. And of course, I had tried to step in many times. But if I tried to step in and, and talk him down or try to de-escalate the situation, he got even more mad and more aggressive. I did not like the anger I was seeing in her. But I was not succeeding in getting him to stop treating her this way. This happened numerous times, and I was concerned that this dog was learning to be mean and aggressive, and she's a big and powerful dog. After the divorce and he moved out, things began to change with my dog. Over time, she's quit reacting with anger. She's so much more peaceful and happy. She doesn't feel threatened anymore. She feels safe. And actually, she's far more cooperative and far more obedient. She desires to do what I want of her, at least most of the time. She is a little mischievous, but she isn't angry or threatening anymore. She did not feel safe around him, and it came out as anger. How does your lack of safety come out? Anger? Depression? Edginess? Self-doubt? Fear? How does your lack of safety come out? How does it feel to you when you are abandoned, emotionally abandoned, over and over? Identify these feelings and see where they are coming from. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.